WSBT, WSBTRadio.com, the free WSBT radio app. Big time budgets. Now, here's your host, seven-time Associated Press Broadcasting Award winner, Darren Pritchett. Well, you made it through last week in college football. There was not a lot of major excitement from coast to coast, but fasten your seatbelts because it's going to be a rocky ride this weekend. You've got number four Florida State in Death Valley to take on Clemson at noon. You've got the talk of college football, number 19, Colorado, visiting number 10, Oregon at 3.30. Also at 3.30, Lane Kiffin, the Lane Train, and number 15, Ole Miss, going to his old stomping grounds to visit his old boss in Tuscaloosa, number 13, Alabama, who benched Tyler Buckner as the starter today, Jalen Milrow is back in charge of that Bama offense. We have number 22, UCLA, in Salt Lake to take on number 11, Utah, at 3.30. At 7 o'clock, we've got number 14, Oregon State, visiting Washington State, who's number 21 at 7.30. Number 24, Iowa, there's got to be a couple more teams better in the country than Iowa. They can't be in the top 25. They're at number seven, Penn State. And then we have the matchup that we saw last year in Columbus where the Ohio State Buckeyes in Marcus Freeman's first game as head coach of the Fighting Irish beat Notre Dame 21-20. to Now Houston Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud threw for 223 yards and two touchdowns for Ohio State. Their two big guns at wide receiver, Ameka Agbuka, had nine catches for 90 and a score. Marvin Harrison Jr., five for 56. That day in Columbus, the Irish, only 76 rushing yards in 30 tries. And the backup quarterback for Alabama, Tyler Buckner, that night went 10 of 18 for 177. And the guy with the most receiving yards for Notre Dame against Ohio State last year, now plays for Ohio State. That is Lorenzo Stiles Jr. Cut the music. We're done with that. But here come the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. They are 4-0. And they are ready for this visit from the Ohio State University Buckeyes. You got what you wanted. A top 10 matchup at Notre Dame Stadium. As we look at the AP poll, the Fighting Irish are number nine and Ohio State is number six. We've got a few more days before we get the matchup. Saturday, 7.30 kickoff at Notre Dame Stadium. If you're going to the game, wear green. They're gonna give you special wristbands that are going to, I think, present a very nice look at Notre Dame Stadium but it's all about the ball game 
The Irish have the experienced quarterback. They've got the quarterback setting all the records. But can the Irish get it done? They are the underdog, according to Las Vegas, by three, three and a half points. But this is the chance for Marcus Freeman's team to plant their flag in the middle of the college football playoff picture. If they can knock off Ohio State, they can start dreaming big. But, of course, you got Duke on the road next week, and we do now know the start time for Notre Dame Duke September 30th. Let's do prime time again. Why not? 7.30 kickoff, Notre Dame at Duke, a week from Saturday on September the 30th. And that is a brutally tough matchup for the Irish, win or lose, after they face Ohio State. To reload mentally after the Buckeyes, that's going to be awfully tough. But we can't worry about Duke right now. Everything is focused on Notre Dame. And as we start the week... I'm going to make a prediction right now, and I'll update it every day if I need to. But in terms of this ballgame, these are two teams that are evenly balanced in a lot of areas. The Irish have the advantage at quarterback. I worry about the Irish defensive line and a little bit with the offensive line. But as of today, 5-12, Monday, September 18th, 2023, No homer glasses, no homer hat. My final score prediction today, and it can change day to day, is Ohio State 26 and Notre Dame 30. Irish win by four in the house that Rockney built, vaulting them up the poles maybe into the top five. So today I've got the Irish winning 30-26. We'll update as we need be. But I just think... This is Sam Hartman's ball game to shine. He needs, of course, everybody with him playing great football. But this is why you get an elite quarterback. That's why you hand out all the coin in NIL for a matchup like this where he can be the difference maker. I'm not saying he needs to be Superman. But in a tough spot, hopefully he can make that big play that might be the difference between this team winning and losing against this great Buckeye football team. So I'm going into this week with the Irish winning 30-26. Maybe my mind will change in 15 minutes. We'll give another update tomorrow here on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. I'm Darren Pritchett. Great to have you with me at 514 here at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This hour of the program brought to you by Budweiser for 13 years. Folds of Honor and Budweiser have provided life-changing scholarships to military families. Join United Beverage in raising a bud to raise funds for Folds of Honor. By Bethel University's Adult and Graduate Studies. Visit BethelUniversity.edu slash solid ground for details. And by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. September is Hunger Action Month. How will you choose to help end hunger? Learn more at feedindiana.com. Org. All right, we wet your whistle with a little Ohio State talk, and we'll do more of that throughout the program. But on Saturday, Notre Dame turned back Central Michigan 41-17. to And right here on WSBT Radio, via the Notre Dame Radio Network, Paul Burmeister and Ryan Harris had the call of Notre Dame only leading by seven at halftime, but ultimately winning by 24 against the Chippewas. 
second down five on the 25 from the shotgun. Hartman looking left, throwing left. Has a man open down the far sideline. Got him. This will be a touchdown. 30, 20, 10. Touchdown to Bias Merriweather. 75-yard scoring strike. The beautiful touch from Hartman to Merriweather, hitting him in stride. 10.52 left in the first quarter. Notre Dame leads Central Michigan 6 to nothing. Jace Bauer in the shotgun, standing on his own 11-yard line. Hands off inside to the five and spinning into the end zone goes Miles Bailey. Touchdown Central Michigan. Hartman in the shotgun, Estimate his right, here we go. Give to Estimate up the middle, keeps his feet, 10, five, far side, touchdown Irish. Sprinted through a hole on the left side, avoided a low tackle attempt, gathered himself and then ran by himself to the end zone from 17 yards out. Second down and nine on the 24, ball remains on the left hash. Hartman is three out of five so far. Drops back, stands in a nice pocket. Throws one deep down the middle of the field. Chris Tyree is there. Got it. 30, 20, 10. Touchdown, Notre Dame. Oh, my goodness. Sam Hartman hits a streaking Chris Tyree in stride down the middle of the field for a 76-yard score. 14-17 left in the second quarter. Notre Dame leads Central Michigan 20-7. to Quick play action, drilled in the backfield, fumble, falls out of the 15 as Bauer was just hammered on the 20-yard line. And Central Michigan recovers the ball on the 14. Thomas Harper on the safety blitz was untouched and just tattooed Bauer. They trail here in South Bend 21-7, 20 seconds till halftime. Bauer in the shotgun, Bailey to his right. Quarterback draw off the right side, he goes in standing up off the right tackle. Jace Bauer touchdown from an inch out. 17 seconds left in the second quarter. Notre Dame leads Central Michigan 21-13. Hartman under center has Estimate behind him. Quarterback sneak to the left, and Hartman gets in. Sam Hartman with a touchdown run from just inside of one yard out. 11.36 left in the third quarter. Notre Dame increases that lead over Central Michigan to 27-14. to Dropping back to pass, two steps, lofts one down the near sideline. Rico Flores Jr. runs underneath it, caught at the 40-yard line of Central Michigan and run out of bounds. Beautiful touch once again from Sam Hartman on the touch pass, this time to the near sideline for a gain of 42 yards to Flores. Spencer Schrader on to attempt the field goal from the right hash, 31 yards out. There's the snap, hold, kick is up, and Schrader's attempt is good. Central Michigan 47 gives to Estime up the middle. Leaps over another defender. Sprinting past the 30, 20, middle of the field, 10, and brought down to the six-yard line. 30 goals to the four. Shotgun snap. Hartman to pass. Stands on the 12. Floats into the end zone. One-handed catch. Holden stays. Touchdown, Notre Dame. 22 seconds and counting left in the game. Not Ohio State week yet. <laughs> We're getting there, though. 17 seconds left, and you can say it, baby. Fans are excited. They're cheering about it, too. Everybody in the building knows what's coming next. Sam Hartman throws for 330 yards and three touchdowns. And Audrey Estime runs for 176 yards. As the final second ticks off the clock, Notre Dame runs that record to 4-0 with a 41-17 win over Central Michigan. There you go. The great work by Paul Burmeister and Ryan Harris in the Notre Dame Radio Network booth heard right here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. 519 is our time. Notre Dame 41, Central Michigan 17. The Irish are 4 0. 
heading into the matchup with the Buckeyes Saturday at 7.30. Let's talk about the Notre Dame offense for a couple of moments as we look at what happened on Saturday. Sam Hartman was able to make big, big plays in the passing game. 75-yard touchdown strike to Tobias Merriweather. 76-yard strike to Chris Tyree. Fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman from Saturday discussing the success of the deep ball from his quarterback, Sam Hartman. Yeah, the ability to to execute on those deep balls and those open passes um, are huge. They're huge to having success. I think we 578 yards on offense, man. Um, that's a credit to, to success in the pass game and the run game. And so it's a great job by the entire offensive staff and the players. Fighting Irish quarterback Sam Hartman, what is the key to have success throwing that deep ball? I mean, it's really the guys getting open. I mean, I think they can all look pretty on air and, and look pretty, um, you know, off the hand. But if they're not caught, it's a lot of ooh and then nothing. Um, and so I think that it's really those guys getting separation and then um, the O-line protecting, right? Those plays don't take. They're not quick hitters. They're, you know, they're deep. They're deeper throws. Guys got to get down the field. And so really those two um, components kind of mesh together and make it look really good. But when you take out an O-line, I'm getting hit in the face before the ball gets thrown. There's no receiver running down the field wide open. Um, the ball doesn't, you know, it might get deflected. It, it's not there. So um, that's really what it, it's not. I mean, again, I, that's something you learn as a quarterback is, you know, a lot of people can go back there and throw the ball really, really far. It's, you know, doing it with accuracy and then doing it with guys around you that you're on the same page with from hours and hours of work in the offseason. We all know Sam doesn't like to pat himself on the back, and he did not right there. And he gave a lot of credit to other people, and it takes 11 people working as one to make a big play like that happen. But let's be perfectly honest. Those two throws to Merriweather and Tyree, and I'm serious when I say this, a guy like Tom Brady in his prime couldn't have thrown it any better. Just as good, but not any better. Why? Look at both of those plays. Merriweather and Tyree deep down the field did not have to break stride, did not have to run left to right after the football. That baby was dropped in the bucket like Sam was two yards away. I mean, spectacular, on-the-money NFL throws from Sam Hartman. And just watch the receivers. They don't break stride. Cannot do it any better Two spectacular throws by Sam as part of another really solid day for the Fighting Irish quarterback and fortunately dodged a bullet when he was hit in the lower leg area. You held your breath for a moment, but never got checked out by the doctors as far as I saw. He was standing on the sideline with his helmet on soon after, ready to go back in. Hartman, 16 of 26 for 330, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and he was not sacked in the ballgame by the Chippewas. Another really, really good day for Sam, and as you would expect, nine different players were targeted, eight different Irish players caught the football. The two guys he targeted the most with six, Jaden Thomas and Rico Flores Jr. Thomas finished up four for 63, Flores three catches, for 60 yards and get the football to players so they can make a play 163 yards after the catch for Irish pass catchers in the game against 
Central Michigan. Then you look at the rushing attack. Something a little different in this ballgame. We have become accustomed to multiple running backs being featured, not evenly, but everybody getting their chunk of the action. We've talked about the five-headed monster at running back so far this year. That was tweaked a little bit on Saturday against Central Michigan. The parts of that five-headed monster not named Audric Estime include Jadarian Price. He had three carries for 15 yards. Jabron Payne, three carries for 12 yards. Freshman Jeremiah Love, one carry for 10. Then you had Devin Ford, no rushes, but had a catch for 12 yards, and he was targeted on two different occasions. So not many carries for the other four parts of that five-headed monster. But the monster himself, Ardrick Estime, had 20 of the 37 Irish carries in the ballgame. Estime, 20 for 176. He did not have a carry that went for a loss in the ballgame. Estime, 8.8 yards per carry. I think he had two or three situations where he hurtled Central Michigan players, and he found Pater. Had a long run of 41 yards. So all of a sudden... The game before Ohio State, Estime was the featured back while the other four guys got their opportunities, but not as many. My thought was in the second half, man, Audric was rolling. How can you take him off the field? Even though you've got talented running backs behind him, this is Audric's backfield, and I loved what I saw from the coaching staff on Saturday, tweaking a little bit, giving Audric that opportunity to have a big day, and Let's see if that carries over to the Ohio State game. Because let's face it, if you're a defender against the Irish offense, especially if you're a cornerback, you might have to make a business decision if Audric Estime is coming your way. Fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman on the task of tackling Audric Estime. Trust me, it's not a lot of fun tackling a guy like that. Um, You know, those – those hits take a toll on you um, as a player, I'm sure, as a defender. But but the success we can have running the ball with Audric, with any of those running backs, um, again, when you can run the ball and have success running the ball, you truly open up your pass game. And so that's always been a strong belief of mine, is that the ability to run the ball will help us in the pass game, and, and that's what you, see, you saw today. Well, we had a good combination on Saturday. Hopefully we see something similar against Ohio State this coming Saturday. At Notre Dame Stadium, the old Buckeyes faced Western Kentucky on Saturday. Western Kentucky's Austin Reed, their quarterback, went 21 of 37 for 207, a touchdown and a pick. And the old Hilltoppers did not get much out of the running game against that Buckeyes front as Western Kentucky went 33 rushes for 80 yards and a touchdown. They only had one carry over 10 yards in the ballgame. So, the Irish were dealing with an injury at the tight end position. Mitchell Evans suffered a concussion last week, was not available for this game. So, you had Holden stays, guys like Cooper Flanagan out there. Tight ends were only targeted two times in this game. One time, though, was Holden stays making the catch, a really nice catch from four yards out 
for the Notre Dame touchdown. So, pretty good day for the Fighting Irish offense. They ultimately end up putting up 41 points in the ball game. No sacks. That awkward hit on Hartman. Everything worked out okay. To the defensive side of the football, and you take a look at the Chippewas. They did not have their starting quarterback, Bert Emanuel. He did not make the trip to South Bend. So the Irish had to deal with a backup quarterback, and he held his own, to be honest with you. Jace Bauer went 10 of 20 for 137 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked on two occasions. There was not a lot of activity by those Central Michigan receivers at times, but then all of a sudden they'd pop up and make a big play. Jesse Pruitt, the third, was targeted four times. He had two catches for 59 and had 39 yards after the catch in the ballgame. Running the football, this probably was the biggest surprise for me, and poor tackling had a lot to do with this. Run fits, 34 carries for Central Michigan for 131 yards, only 3.9 yards per carry, but a lot of good rushes by this club. They had two rushing touchdowns in the ballgame, and the Irish have to tackle better against Ohio State. Some of those penalties that are unnecessary, whether they were on accident or not, they have to go away. There have been too many costly penalties committed by Notre Dame players the last two weeks, and you're asking for it if you give Ohio State free yardage on offense. Fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman, his thoughts on his defense against the Chippewas on Saturday. You know, we did a really good job on third down. I think there were three or 13. Um, and then, um, again, pass defense, they did a, a really good job. You know, and, and what we're doing, what we're, we're being able to do in our pass defense is, is I told Coach Golden, man, it's been really good. Um, we got to improve tackling. We know that. You can't miss tackles. And, um, you know, any penalty can hurt our team, right? We can't, we got to eliminate the penalties offensively. Uh, ran the ball really well, which opened up some things in the past game and took some shots and had some big explosive plays. And so that was really good to see. Um, again, you look at the two, uh, I think we had three holding penalties on offense and, and we know we can't do that, right? We know that's going to be drive killer. So we have to play with better technique and make sure that those things don't happen. Um, and then well, Central Michigan performed better than I expected, even with a different quarterback. That probably surprised me more. I had Central Michigan scoring six points. They held their own in the ballgame and ended up with 17 points. In the ballgame, Jack Kaiser replacing J.D. Bertrand, who was out with a concussion. Kaiser, six solos, four assists, ten tackles, had a sack, a forced fumble, left the game for a moment holding his right shoulder, but came out of the medical tent, went right back on the field, so that was good news. Riley Mills, five tackles. Xavier Watts, five tackles and a pass breakup. And good old Donovan Heine showed up again with four tackles in the ballgame. No surprise that Fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman was asked once again today about his pass rush going into Ohio State. Notre Dame had two sacks against Central Michigan. So what was his takeaway from the pass rush? Listen, like I knew somebody was going to ask me about it. Like sacks, I, everybody keeps talking about sacks, sacks, sacks. I told Coach Golden, man, we're number one in the country in pass efficiency defense. And so that's the stat I'm worried about. I'm not worried about sacks. The pressure that we're getting is great. Like sacks will come. And I don't want our players 
overly concerned about sacks because that, that's an individual, true individual stat that really doesn't matter. Like, I want to be number one in pass efficiency defense. I don't know who's number one in sacks, but I want to be number one in pass efficiency defense. That's a great stat. And so they've been working, they've been doing really well. And, you know, sacks are, are a result of a lot of different things, you know, but um, I, I was really happy with, with the way our defense performed in the pass game. Um, you know, to, to limit that, that offense to what we did. It was really, really good. Pleased to see. Well, here comes the Buckeyes offense to South Bend. They played Western Kentucky, and Eric Hansen laid it out on game day on Saturday that Ohio State probably is going to run the ball very well against Western Kentucky. One of the major weaknesses for the Hilltoppers is stopping the run. And Ohio State, who had been eh, running the football over the first two games, Went 33 carries for 204 and three touchdowns, led by Travion Henderson. 13 carries, 88 yards, two touchdowns. It was an afternoon in which Kyle McCord looked more comfortable in the Buckeye offense. Nearly perfect, 19 of 23 for 318 yards, three touchdowns. He was not intercepted. They used Devin Brown at times. He went three for four, 40 yards, a touchdown and was intercepted in the ball game. When you're a quarterback at Ohio State, you could argue they have the two best wide receivers in the country. Marvin Harrison Jr. had 160 yards last week against Youngstown State, went 5 for 126 in a score against WKU, and then you had Egbuka 4 for 57 and two touchdowns. They're using the tight end very effectively as Cade Stover had five catches for 90 yards against Western Kentucky. And now for the season, he has 10 for 188. So the tight end is in play for Ohio State's offense. They've used him quite effectively so far this season. Well, you go into this ball game against Ohio State knowing they've got some terrific offensive weapons. You held them to 21 last year with C.J. Stroud. That's promising but Marcus Freeman wants to see his defense clean up some of their miscues. I know two of the plays, one with missed tackles. We, we did not tackle well in those first couple series. And then, you know, it was a little bit – the first series we were three and out. And then the next series that they scored a touchdown, we had a – first of all, kick the ball off out of bounds, roughing the passer, and just missed tackles. And so we can't miss tackles. The one long pass in the second half, um, we're blitzing six guys and we didn't get pressure, right? And so I can't get mad at the DBs. Um, if we're bringing six guys, man, we have to get pressure. And so we kind of challenge those guys. That if we're going to blitz you, let's get pressure so the DBs don't have to cover um, for longer than the, the amount of time we need them to. Love the sound of that. That's Fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman. Sam Hartman met the media today. So we are off and running a busy week in these parts. Number nine, Ohio State. I'm sorry, number nine, Notre Dame, hosting number six, Ohio State. We wrap up this segment with just some special teams numbers. Spencer Schrader, two of three in field goal tries, good from 51, good from 30, missed from 59, came up short. Eight kickoffs, Schrader had four touchbacks. Central Michigan had two kickoff returns for 52 yards. Notre Dame had one kickoff return. Devin Ford returned that ball 20 yards. And punt return, Chris Tyree had two attempts. One went for 11 yards. One went backwards, minus two. And Bryce McPherson is the punter for the Irish. 
Two punts, average 49 yards per attempt. Central Michigan, two punt returns for seven yards. So that is a look at Notre Dame's victory over Central Michigan, but also sprinkling in some Ohio State information and opinions. Final score, Notre Dame 41, Central Michigan 17, and away we go. We're starting starting a very interesting stretch for this Fighting Irish football team. You could argue they have played three of their weakest opponents already, Navy, Tennessee State, and Central Michigan. Of course, North Carolina State was a good road test that the Irish came through with a 21-point victory. But look what's coming up over the next month or so. Home against Ohio State, number six in the country. Win or lose, emotionally a tough turnaround because you go to Durham to take on number 18 Duke who should be undefeated going into that matchup. The following week, right back on the road again, Louisville will be next. They were up 21-0 on Indiana before the Hoosiers made it close. Then you got USC at home on October 14th. Pittsburgh struggling right now and then at Clemson. So some really intriguing games coming up, but let's look at it this way. The Irish have multiple opportunities to take a highlighter and go right over some of these names and say, you know what, college football playoff committee, look at these victories that we have posted so far this year. You can write your resume over the next month, but you got to win these ball games. And it all starts with the Buckeyes coming into town on Saturday. Full day worth of coverage here on WSBT Radio. Our pregame coverage starts at 1 Tyler Horka, Eric Hansen, and I will have game day sports beat live from Notre Dame Stadium from 4 until 6.30, kickoff at 7.30. Jim Arizari, Reggie Brooks, hopefully we'll have a very lively, fun Notre Dame football postgame show immediately after the game here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We'll take a timeout. Still to come. We'll talk some Notre Dame football and a lot about Ohio State with Blue and Gold Illustrated's Tyler Horka. And later on in the program, the other big news of the day, the Irish have their quarterback for the class of 2025. It is Deuce Knight from Loosedale, Mississippi. And Mike Singer from Blue and Gold Illustrated will be on the program tomorrow to talk about Deuce, but... I grabbed a couple of his comments from his live Blue and Gold YouTube show earlier today, and we'll present those to you coming up as well. Deuce Night, Ohio State, we're having some fun. Join us. Plenty to get to before 7 o'clock on your home of the Fighting Irish and the matchup on Saturday, the best in the country, number 9 Notre Dame hosting number 6 Ohio State, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Notre Dame football coverage continues now. Ball caught, touchdown! What a catch on the three-yard line by Jaden Thomas. Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Caught on the one-yard line and into the end zone. Tobias Merriweather, first catch of his Notre Dame career, goes for a touchdown from 41 yards out. On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Setting up Estime over the middle, 25 20. He'll score. 10 5. Touchdown, Notre Dame. Well, the Fighting Irish took care of business on Saturday, even though it's just a seven point game at halftime. 
Notre Dame took control and turned back Central Michigan 41-17. I'm Darren Pritchett, joined by Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Let's get his thoughts on Central Michigan and, of course, look ahead to Ohio State. Tyler, kind of a head-scratcher in the first half. I was really surprised the Chippewas could run the ball as well as they did, in particular the backup quarterback running that offense. But at the end of the day, Notre Dame picked up the victory. How did you sort of walk away from this game as you looked at the entire game and the outcome? What was your big takeaway? Well, honestly, I might have uh, fallen into the trap that Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman did not want his players to fall into and I kind of looked at 41 to 17 on a day in which a lot of other ranked teams uh, struggled against opponents of a similar quality to Central Michigan and say hey Notre Dame kind of held serve honestly in the end uh, football games are 60 minutes in length and over the course of 60 minutes Notre Dame obviously proved it was a much better team than Central Michigan uh, you cannot really false Notre Dame or, or, or nitpick or speak badly of 578 yards of offense that plays against anybody. Obviously it's easier to get that kind of number against uh, a Chippewas team that out of the Mac, but yeah, it's a, it's a touchdown game at halftime, but none of these games are played to halftime. Uh, actually when I went home and did some of the writing for the blue and gold illustrated magazine that comes out uh, literally the day after uh, the final uh, within, I don't know, 16 hours or so after the game going final magazine goes out. Um, I watched Texas and Wyoming, and obviously that's my alma mater, uh, the Longhorns, and that was a 10-10 to game into the uh, fourth quarter at Darrell K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. So you're going to get some of those, is my point, even if you are a top-10 team in America. And in the end, uh, Notre Dame did enough things on both sides of the ball, albeit the missed tackles and whatnot for the defense uh, to really kind of tune up for Ohio State this week. All right, so I think we should probably turn our attention to the matchup with the Buckeyes coming up on Saturday right here at Notre Dame Stadium. The Buckeyes, the perception across the country, they just weren't quote-unquote Ohio State over the first couple of weeks. Now they played a Western Kentucky team on Saturday at the Horseshoe. And we knew Western Kentucky was terrible stopping the run and Ohio State ran over them as expected. What is your perception of Ohio State coming into this game? Because I think we're so used to Ohio State being elite, they have not felt elite. Is that fair to say so far? Yeah, definitely over those first two weeks. Uh, I mean, you look at and this is going to sound hypocritical and uh, of me to say, because just like I said, with Texas and Notre Dame and, uh, you know, Florida State only beat Boston College by two points. Um, but that game against Indiana to open the season for Ohio State, uh, you just don't really see that out of the Buckeyes often, I guess, is the thing. So to your point of, hey, this doesn't really feel like the Ohio State this year, I think that is a fair perception. Uh, 63 points against Western Kentucky. Again, it's kind of like the 578 thing for Notre Dame uh, against Central Michigan. That plays against anybody, 63 points. That's a number that Notre Dame has not even hit this year. So um, I don't know if they've hit 63 points in the three years that I've been covering Notre Dame. So 
that is Ohio State like and it kind of scares you if you're Notre Dame that that's the most recent thing that they've put on tape was uh, running the ball well Kyle McCord was 19 of 23 for 318 yards and three touchdowns he had his best start of the season so just as uh just as Ryan Day likes it and everyone over there in the Buckeye State likes it they kind of put their best foot forward going into South Bend and I guarantee you for them it was kind of a collective sigh of relief like okay maybe we are still Ohio State and we can uh, travel over there to Indiana and, and give Notre Dame our best shot. Tyler what about the matchup the obvious big time matchup those Ohio State wide receivers against the Notre Dame secondary how ready is the Irish secondary for the ultimate test? Well, it seems like they're as ready as ever. Uh, Marcus Freeman keeps pointing out that Notre Dame has the number one pass assistancy defense in the country, and there's a lot of different things that go into that, but ultimately it is uh, the back end of your defense that kind of posts that up and bolsters that statistic the most. And it makes sense when you got a guy like uh, Benjamin Morrison who uh, is starting to really play like Benjamin Morrison. I think he was only targeted twice by the Central Michigan quarterback, which was a smart move on his part. And he gave up zero receptions against uh, Cam Hart, obviously, is a really good player, maybe even an NFL player on the other side of Morrison. So the corners are playing well. I know we've talked about this a little bit, Darren. The safeties are probably playing better or, or they've kind of slid into the expectations that Notre Dame fans and the people that cover this team would want from a position group like that for the Fighting Irish. Uh, they, they've kind of risen to that level, um, but there was definitely some skepticism going into the year of what those safeties could provide. They've been good. Thomas Harper's been really good as the nickel corner. Man, they're going to try to put him on an island for sure, especially when Notre Dame goes to that dime package, the Aztec package. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how he holds up in coverage. He's been a great tackler, really good at stepping up toward the line of scrimmage, but they're going Ohio State is going to force him into some situations to cover more than he has all season. So, uh, it's going to be a test for sure. There's no doubt about that. Ohio State tests everybody that they play in this capacity, but it really does feel like Notre Dame is as ready as it can be with this personnel, this defensive coordinator, this scheme, this system going into this one. Uh, it, it almost feels like strength on strength. Now, uh, is Ohio State stronger at the wide receiver position and in the passing game? We're going to find out on Saturday. He is Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter, Blue and Gold Illustrated. Read his work at blueandgold.com. Tyler, every single media session, head coach Marcus Freeman gets asked about the Irish pass rush. Not a lot of sacks. We get a lot of pressure. When Irish fans ask you, how do you respond? I kind of just regurgitate what Freeman says. because, <laughs> uh, and I, It's been about a week since I – since the Central Michigan game, I haven't dove into uh, the statistics. Uh, I really like Sports Info Solutions. does a really good job of kind of quantifying pressure and showing which teams in the country get the most pressures uh, percentage-wise per play. And at this time last week, I believe Notre Dame was a top-five team in the country at just pure pressure percentage, which means on any giving passing play that the opponent has, the Notre Dame defense is pressuring the quarterback. I, I want to believe it was – 45% of the time, that's a really good number. Uh, and that and that plays, and that travels, and that works against anybody. But there does come a time where you would like to see the opposing quarterback on his back instead of throwing it away or uh, 
you know, let alone getting it out to a wide receiver and letting that guy make a play or escaping the pocket and maybe extending a play with his legs, things like that, sacks can put an end to all of that. And Notre Dame has not been doing that at a very high rate. So, yeah, the, the pass rush has done some good things, but obviously it can do some better things. And maybe Freeman has been downplaying that just a, a little bit. Do you believe Sam Hartman can be the difference maker based on he's a 24-year-old who has been there and done that playing at a high level while Kyle McCord is getting set for his second road game start? Yeah, it's kind of crazy that you have a game between Notre Dame and Ohio State in the year 2023, and Ohio State's been this offensive juggernaut for the last decade, and Notre Dame's just been trying desperately to get there and a big reason why the disparity has been there has been quarterback play but here we are going into a game this week and Notre Dame has the definitive quarterback advantage and there's a lot that can be said for that and I think Sam Hartman does give Notre Dame a little bit of an edge in this one and Kyle McCord can still play really well and he has the better wide receivers as well as these Notre Dame wide receivers have looked and there's a lot of different options for Sam Hartman to go to a game like this can, st- can still be won by the lesser quarterback, if that's what you want to call Kyle McCord, if the wide receivers that he's throwing the ball to make some spectacular plays. And Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mecca Buka are two guys that can do that for Kyle McCord. But, man, with Collins' game day in town and all of these different things that are going into this game, NBC, primetime, under the lights, green jerseys, green out in Notre Dame Stadium, it's got to feel really good for the Fighting Irish to have a guy who's making his 50th career start on on their side. So I, I think that definitely is an intangible that, you know, going into this game and you're looking at X's and O's, who's got the advantage here, who's got the advantage there. Notre Dame has the advantage with the quarterback. Tyler, what's your biggest concern if you are a Notre Dame coach going into this game? Yeah, a couple things for me. Um and I'll stick with the offensive side of the ball. You know, I just talked about Sam Hartman so much, but if he doesn't get protection, then that's a big no-no for Notre Dame. So those guards, the guys that hadn't started any college football games before this season, Pat Coogan, Rocco Spindler, they need to have just an all-world game keeping Sam Hartman upright. And honestly, establishing a run, you know, running game for Audrey Estime as well. This is the number two um, guy in the country in terms of rushing yards per game at about a 130 a lot of that has felt like Audrey Estime has kind of done it on his own breaking tackles and all these different things and there's been some good blocking don't get me wrong but there's gonna have to be great blocking uh, for Audrey Estime in this one for him to like to even sniff that total and I don't think he needs to get to 130 for Notre Dame to win but I mean if he's struggling and he's around three yards per carry and it's like an uncharacteristic Audric SMA game, I think we might point to the offensive line and say, hey, are they doing their job? So that's a kind of a twofold thing. And then I'll just throw in one quickly as well. Can these Notre Dame wide receivers get open and help Sam Hartman? Because I just talked about how much Harrison Jr. and Ibuka can help McCord in a game like this, especially on the road. Can these wide receivers just get open against really elite Ohio State secondary players and if they can't, like, I don't care how accurate Sam Hartman is and how well he can throw a deep ball and, and how much all of his experience matters, it's not going to matter if he has no open targets to throw the ball to. So that's going to be very important as well. He is Tyler Horka from Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. 
earlier today we hosted a chat on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel, and there was an Irish fan that was curious about using a lot of 12 personnel, two tight ends, while a player like Chris Tyree is not getting as many snaps as most people would have assumed at the start of the year. Despite the fact Tyree had the 76-yard touchdown catch, he only had 14 snaps against Central Michigan. What is your general thoughts on the way Notre Dame is using personnel, and it, might it be different in this game against Ohio State? Yeah, you're going to continue to see 12 personnel, maybe even some 13 personnel, because that's just who Notre Dame is. Like, like, let's put this into perspective. Mitchell Evans was out. He's your number one tight end. Eli Raritan's still not playing. Kevin Bauman obviously out for the year. So there was, you know, uh, some signs pointing to, hey, maybe Notre Dame's going to put an extra wide receiver on the field or maybe even an extra running back and, and try to do some different things against Central Michigan. And Jared Parker was like, nah, we're still Notre Dame. We're, we're going to throw Cooper Flanagan, a true freshman out there, Davis Sherwood, a former walk-on out there at tight end and kind of do what we do and, and use these uh, 12 and 13 personnel schemes. So you're still going to see some 12, some 13 against Ohio State. I, I can guarantee that. Now, if it gets to a point where this is a little higher scoring game, and, and I think these defenses might actually surprise us on Saturday and, and keep it a little lower scoring, but if Ohio State is doing its thing and it's humming along, then, yeah, absolutely. I think you'll see some situations where uh, Jerry Parker says, hey, let, let's go to more 11. Let, let's, let's keep these wide receivers on the field, uh, see what they can do for us. Maybe Chris Tyree, Jaden Greathouse on the field at the same time so they're not taking snaps away from each other and, and things like that. If there was ever uh, – a game where you might have to adjust on the fly or even work some things into your game plan in advance. Uh, it's definitely against a number six team in the country like Ohio State. One of my big concerns, Tyler, is if Ohio State gets their running game going, then you've mm -hmm. got a passing attack, which can be lethal if McCord is throwing the ball accurately, coupled with a running game. That puts a lot of pressure on Al Golden's defense. To me, if you can just slow down, not stop, but slow down that Buckeye offense and put a little more pressure on McCord, not saying he can't do the job, but if that running game gets going for Ohio State, to me, that's when it gets difficult for the Irish. Hey, and that's what Ohio State has been, uh, dating back to when Urban Meyer made this version of Ohio State what it was, Zeke Elliott, uh, J.K. Dobbins, guys like that. You think about all the quarterbacks that they've had, but really this thing was kind of built on the ability to run the ball down your throat and make it easier on quarterbacks. Now Ohio State has a situation where, I mean, it desperately kind of wants and needs that to happen where you're not quite sure what Kyle McCord is yet, but you know what Travion Williams is. Uh, you know what Mayon or Travion Henderson, excuse me, and you know what Mayon Williams is. So uh, you might lean on those guys a little bit more, especially in a big game like that. And, it could definitely lead to the quarterback playing a little bit better as well. So Marcus Freeman said it himself in his Monday press conference. Uh, he thinks of Ohio State, and I think he would know. I know he's been a little mm. bit removed from that program since he's been a coach, but he went there, he played there. Uh, Ohio State likes to run the football, and it's got some dudes up front at the offensive line position, and I just mentioned the running backs that they can do it with. So absolutely, I, I think – that's kind of the fear when you're facing any elite team like this. Uh, I think of the Alabama teams that have won national championships, even that LSU team in 2019 that could throw it all over the place. 
Clyde Edwards Alaire was a heck of a running back and they leaned on him quite a bit. So anytime an elite team gets its ground game going downhill, that is definitely a fear for the opposition. But hey, guess what? Counterpoint. I mentioned Ogdrick Estime a little bit earlier. He's a dude that can strike fear into the hearts and the eyes of Ohio State fans and players as well. Tyler, finally, as you look at this matchup, we're probably a good five full days away from Notre Dame taking the field against Ohio State. As we sit here on Monday, just an early thought from you. How does this game play out, and do you have a lean which direction you're going to go with who's going to win this game? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, we are over five days away, like you said, because that's a 730 uh, game. And Sam Hartman made sure to uh, tell us all that on Monday that, like, hey, this is my first nighttime experience at Notre Dame Stadium. So I think it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, I'll start there. I think that plays into it. I think this might be, you know, there was fear that Ohio State was going to take the stadium over and they're still going to show up. There's going to be some red. But I, I think there's enough optimism around this program where Notre Dame stadium and the people that fill it on Saturday night actually make a true difference. So that accounts for something. I think odds makers have been a little unfair to Notre Dame in that regard uh, to still make Ohio state around a field goal favorite. That means they'd be around a touchdown favorite on a neutral site. I think these teams are a lot closer than that. I think this thing is going to be a very close ball game. Uh, you're going to see a lot of really good things from both sides. I think we leave this game saying, Man, Ohio State, if they run the table, that's a playoff team. It, like, if Notre Dame beat Ohio State, the, the consensus is going to be, man, if Ohio State runs the table, that team can make the playoff. And then, likewise, if Ohio State wins, it's going to be, okay, Notre Dame, you still got a couple big games left on your schedule. You guys can make the playoff if you run the table and go 11-1. So I think we see a really good ball game on both sides. Offenses are going to do some good things. There's going to be some good stops. Maybe that's what it comes down to is the team that – ultimately makes a big stop in the fourth quarter. Generally, that, that, that is what these games come down to. Um, or maybe it's the offense that makes a big play. We will see. I think it's a one-possession game either way. And you ask who I'm leaning on, I think Notre Dame's going to win this football game. There you go. Tyler Horka from Blue and Gold Illustrated. And, Tyler, you guys have a special offer this week at blueandgold.com since it is a big game, Notre Dame taking on Ohio State. Yeah, absolutely. So our full price at blueandgold.com has gone up, as have the prices for pretty much everything else in this world, it seems, <laughs> uh, to $109, which is still a heck of a deal uh, for 12 months of access. But if you sign up this week and you have all week to do it through the game, I believe, or right up until kickoff on Saturday, so five days left to get 50% off, exactly half off of that $109 um, subscription to blueandgold.com. So if you go to blueandgold.com and, and you're stopped and you hit the paywall or you hit the subscription page, if you sign up right now, which you should, if you already haven't, you will get 50% off and you'll only be paying around $55 for a subscription. So nobody's covering this game and the rest of Notre Dame's 2023 season and beyond like blueandgold.com. And this is a very special and great time to sign up and subscribe. There you go, blueandgold.com. All the details there get signed up, and you'll read all of Tyler's stories, as well as a lot happening in the recruiting world with the Irish getting Deuce Knight today, the quarterback from the class of 2025. Mike Singel will have you covered in that area. Well, Tyler, thanks for doing this. Have a great week of buildup for this Notre Dame-Ohio State game, and I look forward to talking to you on Game Day Sports Beat 
on Saturday from 4 until 6.30. Absolutely. We've been looking forward to this since, like, January or maybe even last <laughs> year. I don't know. So uh, I cannot wait. It's finally here. I think we've been excited since the hours were 0-2 last year. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, let's just get this season yeah. over with and hopefully Notre Dame is better next year and, and let's get this Ohio State game rolling. Absolutely. All right, Tyler. We'll see you on Saturday. All right. See you then. That's Tyler Horka from Blue and Gold Illustrated. Again, read his work at blueandgold.com. I'm Darren Pritchett. More Sports Speed coming up next on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Highlight reel one by Williams. Down the sideline, Williams. Chased by Gamble. 20. your host, Darren Pritchett. It is 15 minutes after 6 o'clock. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues for this Monday evening on 960 AM WSBT, streaming live at WSBTradio.com and on our free WSBT radio app. It is Ohio State Notre Dame week, Saturday 730 kickoff from Notre Dame Stadium. More on the Irish taking on Ohio State. Of course, a little bit more on beating Central Michigan on Saturday, 41-17. But let's highlight two other storylines from today involving Notre Dame football. First, for that Ohio State game, Notre Dame is getting healthier by the second. Marcus Freeman said today linebacker J.D. Bertrand, who suffered a concussion against North Carolina State, missed the Central Michigan game. He's a go for Saturday. Also, Safety, D.J. Brown did not play against CMU, has been dealing with a hamstring issue. He is scheduled to go on Saturday. And tight end Mitchell Evans, also dealing with a concussion, did not play on Saturday. According to Coach Freeman, he's a little behind Bertrand, but it is expected that Evans will go on Saturday. Tight end Eli Reardon still not ready to roll as of yet coming off that second ACL. And good news here, the defensive line gets a little deeper. Defensive tackle Gabe Rubio, who suffered a knee injury against Navy, needed a procedure done to the knee. According to Coach Freeman, he will practice for the first time tomorrow, and it looks like he would be able to help contribute along the defensive line for the Irish against Ohio State on Saturday. So a lot of good news on the injury front. The other major headline today involving the Fighting Irish was from recruiting. Last night, Deuce Knight, one of the best quarterbacks in the class of 2025, committed to Marcus Freeman and the Fighting Irish, and Deuce Knight made the announcement right before Marcus Freeman's Monday press conference noon this afternoon. Deuce Knight, according to the On3 Industry Ranking, the number three quarterback in the land for the class of 2025. He is also the number 39 player overall. Deuce Knight stands six foot four, right around 190, 195 pounds from Loosedale, Mississippi. A lot of teams were in on this guy, obviously, but Notre Dame beat out realistically. 
his home state school, Ole Miss, Tennessee, where he was going to play high school football this year, but at the last second reversed and went back home. And also Alabama was in the mix for Deuce Knight, but he picks the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. A wild topsy-turvy last couple of weeks in this recruiting cycle for quarterbacks for the Irish. Bear Bachmeyer looked like he might pull the trigger first and beat Knight to the phone. And Bachmeyer ended up not committing, so Deuce Knight saw the opportunity. He was ready to go, and he picked the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. So a major get for head coach Marcus Freeman, Coach Caduli. On down the line, all the offensive coaches, Coach Parker, get a very impressive young man. Now, Mike Singer from Blue and Gold Illustrated will be on the show tomorrow, but I grabbed a couple of his comments from his Blue and Gold YouTube channel live update when Deuce Knight picked the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. He was joined by Kyle Kelly of Blue and Gold Illustrated. So here's Blue and Gold's Mike Singer offering a little bit of his insight and information into Deuce Knight picking the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. In terms of him as a player, he is electric as they come. Uh, the potential is through the roof here. You know, 6'4", 180, 190 pounds. And he's 6'4 and a half as well. Over the spring, he ran a 4.53 40-yard dash. I mean, so uh, those measurables are crazy. Him on the move, him in the pocket, uh, just everything about this kid is truly electric. Um, I think that the floor for him might be a little bit lower um, than like a CJ Carr or maybe even a Bear Bachmeyer, but the potential for this kid, yeah, the, the, the ceiling is higher than those guys, and I don't think it's particularly close, um, just in my opinion. Now, in terms of the recruiting process here, wow, Kyle. As we've been saying for, I think, up to two months or so, it's been first come, first serve for between Bachmeyer, the, the, another talented signal caller out of Southern California, between Bachmeyer and Knight, again, it was who's going to make that call first to make that commitment. I logged a prediction for Notre Dame to land Bachmeyer, I think, on this past Monday night, so just seven days ago. Um, I mean, some of my sources at Notre Dame were like, Mike, why haven't you logged that prediction yet? like what what are you waiting for because he visited for the central michigan game the full expectation was for him to commit on campus like that's what everyone i talked to thought would happen he went home and and thought you know wanted to think things over and deuce knight from what i'm told called on sunday and committed to notre dame sunday night i believe so um crazy crazy recruiting process Notre Dame would have been thrilled to have either quarterback uh, but you know I think if you um, you know made them pick one it would you know Deuce would probably have been the guy um, and uh, I, I know that you know the Notre Dame coaches are doing cartwheels um, today uh, and then uh, you know Deuce announces it uh, here on Monday all right, there you go, Mike Singer. Some of his comments from his live Blue and Gold YouTube channel conversation earlier today. Elite 2025 quarterback Deuce Knight verbally commits to the Fighting Irish over Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Alabama. And just for 
a little bit of information from his sophomore year last year, playing on a 2-8 and eight football team, went 111 of 174 for 1,780 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, 4 picks, 488 rushing yards on just 54 carries and 12 touchdowns. And as Mike mentioned, at an Elite 11 camp, Knight ran a 4.53 40-yard dash at 6'4 and a half, 192 pounds. A big day for Notre Dame football recruiting. Read all about it. Mike has the latest at blueandgold.com. We've got the Twitter question of the day. Some game balls to hand out from the win over Central Michigan with all eyes on Ohio State. Budweiser's weekday sports feed at 623 at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is the Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat Twitter question of the day from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. 627 at WSBT, Cayman Corner. Coming up at 7 o'clock here on WSBT Radio, an inside look into Mishawaka High School Athletics with Brian Miller and Dean Huppert. Football coaches Keith Kinder and John Cooper will be on the program. Also, we have cross-country guests and more. Caveman Corner tonight at 7 o'clock on 960 AM WSBT. And now away we go with our Twitter question of the day from Friday. What is the correct parlay for the Notre Dame Central Michigan game? Well, I gave you four choices. Fourth place, getting 8.5% of the vote. Central Michigan plus 34 and a half and total points under 51. One out of two correct, but not the definitive parlay for Saturday. Third place in the voting was actually the correct answer. 21.3% correctly predicted that Central Michigan plus 34 and a half would be the play as well as over 51 points. The total ended up being 58. Second place in the voting, Notre Dame laying 34 and a half and under 51 points. Both of those were incorrect. And getting the most votes, 46.8%, Notre Dame minus 34 and a half and over 51. So congratulations, 21.3% correctly predicted the thumbs up parlay on Saturday. And we've yet to hit the parlay with our votes. We are 0-4. We'll try to change that on Saturday with the Ohio State parlay. Now to today's question, which you can find on Twitter X at 960 Sportsbeat. Who gets the ultimate game ball from the Notre Dame victory over Central Michigan 41-17? If you go to my Twitter account, you will see the post. And your choices are quarterback Sam Hartman. You feel like you could put Sam up there every single week. Just amazing what he has done for this football team so far this year. Actually, I'm looking online. I don't think my post ever went up. I'm trying. Oh, there it is. Now I see it. It got buried. So you can pick Sam Hartman, Audric Estime, Jack Kaiser led the team with. 10 tackles or Tobias Merriweather, who had the 
75-yard touchdown catch. You can vote right now on my Twitter account at 960-SPORTSBEEP. Have some fun with our Twitter question of the day. We've got more to come as we continue talking Notre Dame football and the buildup to Notre Dame, Ohio State on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Football coverage continues now. Gives to Estime. He leaps at the one and goes over the stripe. Touchdown, Notre Dame. Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Hartman keeps it, runs it up the middle, bulldozing to the end zone, and he's in. On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Low snap, hands off inside to Estime. 10 5. He'll get there. Touchdown, Notre Dame. 637 at Sports Radio 960. WSBT, I'm Darren Pritchett back with you. The Irish are undefeated going into their matchup with Ohio State on Saturday after only leading by seven versus Central Michigan at halftime last Saturday. The Irish got their act together and cruised by Central Michigan 41-17. to So let's hand out some game balls from that victory. One question, five answers. This is the My Five Questions of the Day on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Well, today's question is the game, the game balls that we need to hand out from the win over Central Michigan. We start with... Ladies and gentlemen, this is number five. We're going to give it to wide receiver Rico Flores, tied for the team lead with six targets, ended up with three catches for 60 yards. Last year at this time, when... Notre Dame played Ohio State in week one. Rico Flores was playing high school football, probably catching a lot of touchdown passes. You look back at last year's Ohio State game, tight end Michael Mayer had five catches, the top pass catcher among wide receivers. One, Lorenzo Styles won, Braden Lindsey won, Matt Salerno won, and Chris Tyree was a running back then, but he had a catch in that ball game against Ohio State, and that was it from the wide receiving core. Four. Number four, we go with Thomas Harper. He had two solos, two assists, four tackles, a massive hit on the quarterback of Central Michigan, a clean hit. He finished with a sack, a forced fumble, and a quarterback hurry. This time last year when the Irish were taking on Ohio State in week one, Thomas Harper was playing for Oklahoma State. Okay, okay. Uh, number three. Number three game ball from Saturday. Let's give it to linebacker Jack Kaiser taking over the role of J.D. Bertrand in the middle. Had a lot of real estate to cover. Six solos, four assists, ten tackles. Good solid day for Kaiser. Got dinged up at one point. Went to the sideline holding his shoulder. Came out of the tent and went right back on the field. Last year against Ohio State, Kaiser was second on the team. In tackles, he had four solos, two assists, and six total stops. Number two. Number two goes to Fighting Irish quarterback Sam Hartman, 16 of 26 for 330 yards, three touchdown passes, no interceptions, and good news, he was not sacked in the ballgame. As I brought up earlier in the program, 
the two long touchdown passes were picture perfect. 76 yards to Chris Tyree, 75 yards to Tobias Merriweather. Neither receiver had to break stride on that deep ball that was thrown right on the money by the Irish's 24-year-old quarterback, Sam Hartman. And Sam Hartman, when the Irish played Ohio State last year, was getting ready to be the quarterback once again for Wake Forest. Tyler Buckner last year against Ohio State, 10 of 18 for 177 yards. He had 11 rushes for 18 yards. And Buckner back to being the number two quarterback at Alabama. Jalen Milrow reinstated as the starter for the Tide after Buckner got the start at South Florida on Saturday, went five for 14. Number one. And the ultimate game ball from the Irish's win over Central Michigan goes to running back Audric Estime. Estime, by far the top ball carrier in that contest, 20 carries for Estime, and he rumbled for 100 and 76 yards and a touchdown. The running back by committee went away on Saturday as the other four running backs got their reps, but they were reduced in terms of getting their hands on the football as Estime got the rock 20 times and picked up those 176 yards and hurdled a couple of Central Michigan players. Last year against Ohio State, Estimate nine carries for 21 yards and a touchdown. The team only 30 carries for 76 yards. The longest rush by a Notre Dame player in that game against Ohio State last year in Columbus. Chris Tyree went 14 yards. So the five game balls for the Notre Dame win over Central Michigan. Wide receiver Rico Flores. Defensive back Thomas Harper. Linebacker Jack Kaiser, quarterback Sam Hartman, and running back Audric Estime. Hopefully we've got a lot of good game balls to hand out next Monday following the Notre Dame-Ohio State matchup. NFL-wise, Anthony Richardson, two early rushing touchdowns for the Colts at Houston. He goes down with a concussion. All ends up well as the Colts cruise by Houston. The Bears game plan against Tampa Bay puzzling. You have a great running quarterback in Justin Fields. He had four carries for three yards and a touchdown. A mixed day throwing the ball with a poor offensive line in front of him. 16 of 29 for 211, a touchdown. Two picks, one of those basically ended the game as he threw a pick six from inside of his own 10-yard line. The good news, DJ Moore got more involved in the Bears offense. Six catches for 104. Notre Dame's Cole Komet, four for 38. Chase Claypool, three for 36 in his first touchdown as a Chicago Bear. We'll take a timeout. We had a pretty good pick'em segment on Friday with our Sizzler picks. We'll recap and make some picks for tonight next. Sports Beat rolls on on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. It's time to let go of your least favorite part of game day with Driver Seat Chauffeur and Shuttle Services. Driver Seat is your go-to transportation team. With us at the wheel, you can relax on your way to the game. With our safe and reliable services, comfortable and roomy vehicles, and numerous amenities, there's nothing more you need to do. Plus, we're available for so much more than getting you to the game. Call now for a quote or book your next adventure. 574-564-6050. Driver Seat, South Bend, Mishawaka, Elkhart. Life is easier with us in the driver's seat. <laughs> 